Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 34. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be back with my mental health podcast series. I hope that the first three episodes gave you everything you needed, and I hope that everyone was able to catch up in uh, my absence. So in the beginning of the podcast mental health series, if you listen to episode 32, I shared that I needed therapy and I explained why. And then in episode 33, I had a wonderful, wonderful interview with my mom. (laughs) I told my mom I needed therapy and she discusses with me live on the podcast what she thought about that whole situation about me needing therapy. And she gives her background and culture and how she grew up and her honest, candid thoughts. In episode 34, which is this one here today, I want to talk about how I found my therapist. Um, Before I get into how I found my therapist, I just want to highlight some of my loves that have shared their open, honest feedback with me. Um, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of people that DM'd me. I got so many DMs. And what I learned from the DMs... um, is that a lot of you all connected with me and many of you got emotional. I had moms telling me like I'm crying as I listen to this and the overall stress that we all go through. It was so refreshing to hear from all of you that you related because if you remember in episode 32 when I talked about why I needed therapy, um, I actually like said before I even talked about what went down, I said, like, you know, please don't judge me. Please pray for me. And um, I just really, really felt like the love was there. And people just made me realize that I'm not alone. And even though I may be one of the first persons that you know, or even I know, or my mom knows, who went to therapy because raising children was difficult and um, has been a challenge, it was really nice to see that many others have gone to therapy for it. And many others kind of feel like maybe they should have been going to therapy for it. So I just really felt like I um, connected and it was great to get the feedback. So I thank all of you. Um, and I just want to shout out some of the comments that I got. So my love, Nelly underscore Montana underscore says, holding back tears. This was, is my struggle. I'm handling it better, but Lord, I can tell you, I put my poor baby through hell. He's only six and I put all of my expectations and stress on his little shoulders. My husband works at 6 a.m., so I'm home alone in the morning doing it all. I have 30 minutes between drop-off and clock-in for work. Some mornings, I would just scream until my head hurt. 
Thank you so much for letting me know there's an out and I'm not alone. We have a system that works most days, but some days I just text my boss and let her know I'm late. I'm learning to place my stress where it belongs and not on my poor baby. How many of you can relate to her? How many of you are her and struggle with this? Now, another love of mine, her name is Michelle Bella. She says, sis, I'm halfway through episode 32. And when I tell you the struggle is real, I have two children, girls, 13 and five. When I tell you I am ready to Angela Bassett waiting to exhale, burn my 13 year old's possessions, This series is right on time. I have been struggling with parenting and raising two individuals with an eight-year gap. When you spoke about the morning routine, my 13-year-old still struggles with it. Come in the room at 7.50 because we have to leave at 8 o'clock and she's in bra and panties. I pray daily for patience and guidance, but it's very hard hard. Thank you for this series and allowing yourself to be open. Cheers to a real one. My love, Zaraniah Dyson. She says, hey, Janelle, can I start off by saying how much I love you? I've been following you since your natural hair days on YouTube. I just listened to your podcast on mental health, the first two episodes, and I can tell you how I was in tears. I swear you have been in my house and had a glimpse of my life. My son is older now, 12, and my daughter is 10. I still find myself turning into momster and know I need to go and speak with someone. So excited to listen to the rest of this series, but really felt connected to you because it can be so hard as a mom. And I don't want my kids growing up with all sorts of issues due to me and my communication. I did have the convo with my husband and he said it may not be a bad idea for me to seek help because I go from 10 to 10,000 quick and it's not good and I'm not proud. Making an effort to try and be mindful to do better until I can find someone to talk to. Thank you. Thank you for doing the series. I always try to be open to how I can improve and this is definitely one issue area. Also, your babies are too cute. You're amazing. Keep up the great work. And ladies, I got more and more and more and more and more podcasts, um, reviews and personal testimonies just like that. Just like that. Okay. So let's get into this episode. So I'm talking about how I found my therapist. This is a question that I wanted to answer in its own podcast episode because I felt like in this series, if someone was coming in, They would want to know not only that I needed therapy, I went to therapy, but like, how do you find a therapist? And my method for finding a therapist was fairly simple. I knew that it was going to be important to me to speak to a black woman. Now, there's nothing wrong with speaking to a woman of any other ethnicity. um, And let's just call it what it is. There's nothing wrong with speaking to a white woman. There's nothing wrong with speaking to a black man or a white man. 
I just wanted to speak to a black woman because in my current situation, I wanted someone who could understand what I was going through with that morning routine. And I kind of felt like even though I didn't know other women at the time that were struggling with the morning routine, I now know that I have a complete sisterhood because all of y'all are going through it too. And I didn't know we were all struggling with this, but I kind of felt like a black woman with kids would understand what I'm going through. And she wouldn't be um, trying to understand me from my stories that I share, but she would really understand it. And so for me, that was super important. Now, the other reason why talking to a black woman was important for me was because I wanted her to relate to me and I wanted to be able to relate to her because I felt like if I was sitting in front of someone that I felt comfortable with enough, like a sister, like a sister meaning like my sibling, um, like a auntie, like a cousin, then I could probably... Um, I would, I could imagine myself being like relaxed and calm and not being able to do that if I'm talking to someone who I may feel like is judging me because, um, I don't know, like, I just felt like if I was with a man, he might judge me because he doesn't really get it. And if I was talking to like a a white woman, she may not understand some of the, um, issues that I might be facing. And now I'm not saying just in case I do have white listeners, I don't want my white listeners or if you, um, you know, are dating a woman or if you, um, I don't know, have white friends. I don't want it to come across as though I don't feel comfortable around white women or I'm not trusting of white women. Um, I just want to be able to sit with someone that makes me feel at home. And because I come from an African family, I'm surrounded by, by black women all my life. They raised me. My aunties are black. My cousins are black. My sisters are black. You know, I want to be, I feel most comfortable and at home with a black woman. And so when I'm going to therapy and I'm supposed to be able to relax, release, relate, share my inner demons, this struggle that I'm having, that's making me feel like a horrible person and, um, testifying and putting it all out there bare and raw without any inhibitions and without any feeling judged. I want to be around the the type of person that would make me feel most comfortable. And maybe for you, if you're white, it's a white woman. Maybe for you, if you're Spanish, it's a Spanish woman. Maybe for you, if you're Russian, it's a Russian woman. Maybe for you, if you're Indian, it's an Indian woman. If you're Asian, it's an Asian woman. The people who are in your close your close family and close proximity to you are the ones that make you feel comfortable. So I wanted someone who felt who I felt would be representative of that in the best way possible. So Um, You probably can understand what I mean, even without all of the explanation that I gave, but I do want to explain it a little bit so you can understand why. Like, it's not just because my mom is black, right? It's because I really want to be at ease and feel like I could just tell it all and not have to hold back in fear because that's what a lot of people fear when they think about therapy is being judged and I don't know if I want to tell somebody all my business so if I feel like I'm talking to my sister my big sis even though she's not my big sis then I think I can better 
um, share what I want to share. Secondly, if I feel comfortable enough that I can trust and respect you as a black woman because you feel like a mother figure to me or a sister figure to me, then I'm also going to be more receptive to the things you share with me because I'm not feeling like, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. I didn't want to have that be an issue for me. So with all of that being said, how in the heck are you going to find a black woman therapist with kids? <laughs> like, like, where are we going to find her at? Well, lucky for me, I believe I had shared this in episode um, 32 or 31 that I was a subscriber to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. So in being a subscriber for Therapy for Black Girls podcast, they obviously talk about their website. Go to therapyforblackgirls.com and the um, host of that podcast discusses very often that they have a directory. So when I was thinking about therapy, it was the first thing that had come up. You know, I also mentioned in that episode, I think 31 or 32, I forget which one, that I really had not considered therapy as something that I would benefit from because I just didn't think that having issues with parenting was a therapy issue. I talked about feeling like I had not been raped or abused or had experienced any type of violent trauma or anything that would cause me to need therapy. So thinking about parenting and that being a, a basis for therapy seemed didn't even come to mind as like an option. Like I didn't think people went to therapy for that. So Listening to the podcast about Superwoman, um, the Superwoman complex that I had mentioned in episode 31 or 32, I forget, I'm sorry, y'all, you know, talking about finding a therapist. So I have been exposed to this podcast for some time, even though I had never exactly thought about therapy for me, but it was the first thing that I thought about when I was like, well, how do I find a black therapist? Well, therapyforblackgirls.com. So it's basically a directory. You log onto the um, website and you can put in your state. From there, it will show you all of the professionals, all of the physicians um, that are in your area and they are all black women. And what I basically did was I went to the New York uh, the New York area and then I live in Long Island. I went there and then it shows you a bunch of different therapists that pop up. There wasn't like... A hundred options for me in Long Island, New York. It's not like there's a hundred people just waiting for you to just pick your choose. Um, But I was very fortunate to find a local center um, that had therapists and there were actually two therapists that were listed there. Now, I will say that I know that this is probably so stereotypical and I know that my people, my black people do hate when we are judged by our names because um, unfortunately in America, People are stereotyped by their names and assumed to not be eligible or to not qualify for the job. Um, People use their names against them because they automatically assume that this is a person of color and make choices about not hiring eligible people. Now, in this in that case, I feel like that is totally wrong. And that's so um, offensive like it's the worst thing you could do but for me and what I needed I was looking for a black name 
<laughs> so I think there was one person named Marianne um, and there was another person named Nashawn. Now they both had pictures so I could see that they were both women of color and even though they were both women of color, something about Nashawn, Nashawn, I was like, yup, I'm hitting up Nashawn because I know Nashawn got kids. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I just, I, I just liked her name. I was like, Nashawn got kids. I felt like I could connect with her. Um, she looked young and, um, I just decided to give Nashawn a call. I called up the line, left my information and she called me back and we basically scheduled our first session. So that is how I found my therapist. I literally just went on to therapyforblackgirls.com looked up my state, my city, and I went with the option of Nashawn. There were others. So if you go onto therapyforblackgirls.com and you don't see anyone in your city, because I would also like to mention that Nashawn isn't exactly in my city, but she was a quick drive. So it's not like you may find someone right in your same town, but maybe they're within 30 minutes. If you're willing to drive within 30 minutes, if you're willing to drive within an hour, it may be worth your mental health for you to make that sacrifice to go out of your city. So for me, um, Nashawn actually was about seven minutes up the road in another town, but only seven minutes up the road. I was shocked by that. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is perfect um, because I would love to be able to get in any time of the day that she's available. And if she's only seven minutes up the road, that's even more practical for me. But I will say this, if there wasn't anybody close enough to me um, within like, if there, no, let me say, that's not what I mean to say, excuse me, y'all. If there wasn't someone only seven minutes away and I had to go out 20 minutes, 30 minutes drive, I would have done it. I would have definitely, absolutely, 100% had done it because the way that I was feeling, if you did not watch, um, I'm sorry, watch. I always do this, right? I think I'm on YouTube because I'm so used to making YouTube videos. If you did not listen to episode 32 where I talk about me needing therapy, then you need to go and listen to that because the way that I felt in that moment, those moments of... um extreme desperation and frustration and overwhelm and um, feeling like I was going to have a heart attack or a stroke any any day now um, and also feeling like the most horrible mom because I'm treating my son that I love so horribly and just feeling so ashamed and so embarrassed. The way that I felt, I was so ready for rehabilitation, like so ready. I would have done it. So that's what I did. And that's how I found my therapist. So now in episode 35, I'm going to talk about what my first therapy session was like. And um, I'll break down like going into Nashawn's office, what it looked like, what it smelled like, and break down some of the topics that we talked about and how we were able to... Um, how we were able to connect with each other. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have not already left me a review, please take the time to leave me a review on iTunes. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, I love getting feedback from you all. And while I love reading the DMs in my Instagram, as well as those of you who have left me comments via um uh, where were the other comments? At? Oh, email. 
Um, I really enjoy reading those, but there's nothing better than having someone take the time to leave you a review on a major podcast database where other people are also coming on to listen and are making decisions about whether or not a podcast is good or not based solely on the reviews. So if you haven't already, please leave me a review on iTunes. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.